Investment advisory services provided by Drake & Associates, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through a separate company, Loft Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a Wisconsin insurance agency. Clients are under no obligation to purchase any recommended insurance products. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. While we believe the information in the show is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Neither Drake & Associates or Loft Financial Advisory Group accepts any liability for the use of the information discussed. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Before you start planning your retirement party, make sure you've got your retirement plan. You can never be too prepared for life after work, and we're here to help. This is Retirement Ready with Tony Drake. Hello, folks. My name is Tony Drake with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at WealthWisconsin.com. Welcome to the show today. If you visit us there, we have a couple of great opportunities, whether you want to attend an educational class, maybe check out a webinar at the comfort of your own home. You can find all of that and register right at WealthWisconsin.com. Got Brad Allen, Tom Newman. How are you? Good, fellas. Hello, hello. Things are good. What's uh, what's what's new? What's the story? Inquiring minds want to know. Not much. Still snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Still snow. Yeah. Still cold. Kids did a lot of sledding over the past couple of weeks. My kids too. It, it, that's kind of the thing this time of year, right? You got to find something to do outside, don't mm-hmm. you? We took yeah. the kids tubing uh, at a hill close to our house the other day and didn't realize there was a jump halfway through. Woo! You couldn't see it. You couldn't see it from the top of the hill. Catch some air. The little guys caught some air, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to go down again after that. But, uh. I can imagine. That could be a little scary. We used to do a lot of snow skiing, but we've kind of fallen out of that the last couple of seasons. snowshoeing? Have you ever done My that? mom loves that. I actually want to give it a whirl, but yeah. my mom loves it. Yeah, but I, I've never, uh, never tried it. It's hard work. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's hard work. Does laying on a couch and watching the Packers and everything, does that count? Or? It has to, right? It must. Bucks, Packers, right? Yeah. It's exciting, exciting <laughs> times. We'll see how we do this weekend. But great to be here, guys. Uh, you know, I'm excited that everyone's joining us because we have a great show lined up for you. Today, I want to take some time to do a little bit of what we call myth busting. Now, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but we've dusted it off and spruced it up a bit and have several financial planning We'll call them rules of thumb that we want to discuss with you today. Should these financial planning rules be used? I think that's a big question. We also often get folks that come in and ask us about these. And are they evergreen for you in your specific situation? Where might they come short or fail? So we've got some answers for you throughout the show, so we don't want you to go anywhere. And, you know, what we're talking about is the financial planning Mythbusters edition. And before we jump into our financial planning rules of thumb, Please do yourself a favor and jot our phone number down, 414-409-7226, 414-409-7226. And if you're ready to discuss your personal situation, your investments, maybe your future plans for retirement with us, then you need to give us a call or maybe you simply have a question you want to ask based on these retirement myths and you can get your portfolio stress tested and take us up on that retirement ready roadmap. You can schedule that complimentary appointment simply by calling 414-409-7226. And guys, you know, I hear these financial planning rules of thumb all the time by people on TV and you read about them in news articles, in papers, online, in the media. 
And sometimes I'm just a little surprised that some people could take these rules and follow them into retirement, right? I think sometimes folks do it because they simply don't know any better and they believe what they read. Other times, maybe they're just looking for a track to run on in retirement and you figure following one of these rules is better than nothing, right? And, and it probably is better than nothing and that's okay. But the fact of the matter is these are just rules of thumb, not steadfast guidelines. And you need to be really careful with trusting these ideas blindly. For example, you may not actually need a million dollars to retire in retirement. I know that's what we've all read a million times, that you have to have that million dollars, but you may not need it. And using your age to determine your stock to bond ratio definitely might not be the best way for you to invest depending on the decade that you retire. And we know losses early in retirement can be far more impactful than losses later in retirement. So no question about it. So today we're going to talk about some of the rules, what you need to know about each one, some of the common mistakes you definitely want to avoid. And again, you can call us to schedule your complimentary analysis at 414-409-7226. We also have a great white paper this week, guys, that we're going to cover some of these common myths. It's called the four common misconceptions about retirement. That's the four common misconceptions about retirement. You can download that or request your hard copy simply by visiting retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. If you'd like to take us up on that offer for the complimentary guide on the four common misconceptions about retirement. And Brad, as we jump in here just for a moment, you know, I think there's some rules of thumb that might not actually work for folks. And and the first one refers to 10% of your income. Yeah, you know, you hear it all the time, uh, you know, withdrawing 10% of your income. If you don't know how much to save, it's better to save 10% of your income than nothing. It's useful. St- it's a useful starting place, really. The reality is some people have already saved enough or possibly inherited enough money and they don't need to save anymore. And others could need to save far more than 10% of their income to maintain their lifestyle in retirement. So it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. It's it's different for everybody and why that retirement planning process is so important. So important. And again, if you'd like to learn a little bit more, you can visit us at retirementreadyshow.com and get your complimentary copy of the four common misconceptions in retirement at retirementreadyshow.com. We have some great upcoming classes, webinars. You can see that entire schedule and register right there at wealthwisconsin.com. Got Brad Allen, Tom Newman. Everybody's doing good. We are. How are you? Good. When's the warm up? <laughs> too early? Is that too soon? Yeah, so. too soon. A little too soon. Awkward. What would the kids say? Awkward. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't been too bad. It hasn't been, you know, frigid. No, that's, it has actually been a very yeah. mild uh, winter so far. I will, I will agree with that. But excited about the show this week, guys. I, I think, you know, at least the three of us for sure always hear about these different financial planning rules of thumb. I think so many clients have come in and asked about them over the years, the 4% withdrawal rule for income, or maybe the 80% of pre-retirement income. And it's important to have a, a track to run on a plan. We call ours the retirement ready roadmap when it comes to retirement planning. But you want to exercise a little bit of caution. Putting too much weight into one or more of these rules can really cause a problem. And Tom, we're talking a little bit you know, about some of those kind of rules of thumb and some of the issues that we may run into. And I know you have another tip for us. So this myth is the one uh, that is used to determine how much of your 
allocations should be stock to bond, and it's using your age. So we've all seen this one, and we've talked about it. The, the theory goes that when you are trying to figure out how much money to invest in bonds versus stocks, you could just use your age. So the, the theory goes that if you subtract your age from 100, and the result would be the, the percentage that you would designate to a stock-based investment uh, side of the portfolio. You know, this theory gained popularity back, you know, a while ago when 401k accounts first came into the scene and, you know, thousands upon thousands of workers had to decide on, on which funds they were, they were going to invest in. Well, there, there are a few flaws to this. Um, first, the, the rule assumes that you are going to invest all of your money into stock and, and, and bond markets, when in reality, you simply may not want to put all at risk and or you may not want to invest some of the money outside of, of these markets as well. So on the, on the same token, uh, it also tends to lead to you know, investors believing that bonds are, are safe and, and investing in stocks is risky. And, and while this can be true, you know, it's certainly not always the case, right? You know, bonds do have the capabilities to lose as well. And finally, as it regards to this, this rule and this myth, you know, it doesn't consider the variables of your specific situation, like maybe how much you actually saved or, or when you're going to start retirement, uh, how much you may need in your portfolio to produce that supplemental income. So it, it might be a good starting point, but we always suggest getting a little bit deeper and taking a look at your specific risk tolerance. So specific and things I think need to be really tailored to folks. And, you know, I know, guys, I certainly have some concerns, right? I mean, we know bonds have this inverse relationship. And we've met so many families over the years that have 60, 80, maybe even 100% of their invested assets and bonds feeling like, boy, I'm conservative. But now I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon, right? We know that federal rate is, I mean, essentially zero, right? But at some point it goes up. And that could cause some real problem for bond prices and bond rates. And that could really hit somebody's portfolio when they maybe are entering it thinking, boy, this this is safe, right? And we found that out in 2008. Certainly people saw bond prices dropping and even back then money market funds that were supposed to be a, as secure as a bank account that people found out weren't. So really important that you analyze your risk to your point, Tom, and really make sure, am I at the right risk tolerance, Right. We know we just went through the, one of the most rapid market losses in history, and we also have one of the most rapid recoveries. So we've been calling it here a near miss, right? We got pretty lucky because your average recovery takes years, not months. So it's really important if you were a little shell-shocked or maybe you're now entering retirement, might be time to take a look at the risk of that portfolio, make sure things are really at the right level, and you get to do that at a point where the market's recovered, right? We're not selling things at a low or at the bottom. We're kind of rebalancing things back up at the top, which can be a really, really effective method. For folks that want to learn a little bit more, we have a complimentary guide this week that you can download or request a hard copy. And you can do that by visiting retirementreadyshow.com. The guide is called The Four Common Misconceptions About Retirement. So we cover some of the biggest myths and misconceptions Again, you can get that four common misconceptions about retirement complimentary by visiting retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. 
Great to have the guys here, Tom Newman, Brad Allen. How we doing? Everybody's doing good. Yeah. I think it's doing good, Tom. I don't know. We had Wendy last week. Now we have Tom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys are mixing it up on me. <laughs> we try. We try. We want to give... keep me on my toes a little bit. We want to give different perspectives. Yeah, that's certainly neat. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about it at our firm on being an education first firm and kind of taking a team approach and I think to your point, Tom, you know, we all have our different areas of expertise and perspectives, and I'm always a big believer that uh, several minds are stronger and, and certainly smarter than one. So it is a unique uh, unique experience and opportunity here at our firm. Again, you can visit us at wealthwisconsin.com, see all of those upcoming classes and webinars and register right there. Great topic this week, guys. We're talking a little bit about the financial planning rules of thumb you know, one rule of thumb might work better than others for someone and vice versa. So today we're talking about a few of those common rules of thumb and dispelling some of the issues with some of them. And and Brad, the next one that I think we hear quite a bit is folks say you'll need 70 to 80% of your working income to live comfortably in retirement. And the simple answer is maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And this is one I see a lot in the office where Folks read it and and they say, okay, this is what I have. This is what I'll spend. But you really need to look at it a little bit more in depth. And, you know, it's another rule we've seen in different variations on. And and, and this one has presented in different formats. And the idea revolves around a retiree's concern about having enough income after they retire to live their life. The rule uh, is itself seems kind of silly. You know, I mean, think about it. Who in their right mind would want to plan to have less income in retirement than they currently have while they're working? And you've worked 20, 30, 40 years and have become accustomed to the monthly income that you have coming in. And why would you want to backtrack and change that in a decreasing fashion? So I would argue that depending on your desire for discretionary spending during your retirement, Most retiree couples or or retirees that I meet may need more than they had in their monthly working. More sounds better than less, doesn't it? Right. I mean, you think about it. Every day in retirement is Saturday, right? When do you spend the most money while you're working? It's on the weekends. What are you going to spend your time doing? Are you going to travel? Do you have different hobbies? Do you want to golf? Do you want to do boating? Do you want to do that all in one day? You know, does, does living a discretionary life cost money? A lot of people tend to have a a front-end loaded income plan. So they desire to spend more money while they're still able and young and and fresh to do it uh, with the thought process that they may slow down and spend less or live on more of a fixed income lifestyle later on in retirement. That's that idea of the the go-go, the slow-go, and the no-go phase. I love it. Say that three times fast, Brad. (laughs) Good luck. But you do. I mean, you you think about it. You spend more in the go-go years because you're doing all the things that you want to do. And then it slows down a little bit. Maybe you don't travel as much or you just stay home a little bit more often and then, you know those those no-go years there, there's things that you also have to think about like health insurance or long-term care needs you know you have to plan for inflation or, or maybe an emergency type of expense so we think maybe a better method is to plan for how much monthly income you want to come in and then plan to have that income inflated inflation adjusted and increase over time you know, if you run through your desired lifestyle and the expenses that go along with it, it's possible your income will need to be the same, if not more, than your working career. So when you're putting a retirement plan together, 
you really want to try to use conservative numbers. And in conservative numbers, when you're putting maybe a rate of return on your investments, you know, for instance, we use 4% in the office as, you know, a return that is is fairly low, right? And we use a pretty high inflation number of 3.22%, which is kind of the 10-year average right now. Um, and that's just really trying to beat up the portfolio as much as we can. High inflation, low rates of return. If you can make it through something like that, well, then you know you can make it at inflation where it is today with a 6 to 8% rate of return. Yeah, and that 3.22% is a 100-year rate, right? Last 10 years, last 20 years, it's been sub 2%. So some people may argue, why use such a high inflation rate? Well, we want to intentionally make sure we're planning for the rising costs, right? Milk, gas, eggs, whatever it might be. And same, uh, Brad, to your point on, on, on the earnings rate on a portfolio, certainly, you know, we're confident we can outperform that. But you know, let's plan for the worst and hope for the best is the idea. And for folks that want to learn a little bit more and want to dive in and continue to educate yourself, we have a free guide we're making available for you this week. If you visit retirementreadyshow.com, that's retirementreadyshow.com. It's called the four common misconceptions about retirement. And you can request that in electronic form, download a PDF or you can type in your address and we'll send you a hard copy there. Again, you visit retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com for the complimentary guide, the four common misconceptions about retirement. And you can download that or request a hard copy at retirementreadyshow.com. Boy, we have some great opportunities there. You can set up a complimentary phone call if you have any questions. Sign up for one of our upcoming classes or webinars. You can find all those dates and register for those things right at wealthwisconsin.com. We got the crew here, Tom Newman, Brad Allen. Yes, sir. I've been seeing some pictures, Brad. Your wife is uh, quite handy. Yes. Handy. Extremely. Yeah. Like a carpenter almost. It, very much, yeah. She built a, a whole bookcase on the wall that actually Man. is in the wall, and she just built a fireplace in the office. And- Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know where, I don't know, it just wood, ever flowing through my house. What, you know, what's your just, job on these projects, it in. Brad? I watch the Supervisor. Kids. Watch yeah. the kids, you <laughs> get to sweep up from, after her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get the vacuum on. No, there. it's amazing to see. I mean, you can tell she really enjoys it, but boy, I, I just, when I see the before and after, I can't believe it wasn't a professional that came and it did it. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well... If she's ever bored, send her over to my place. I will. But I'll I, tell her. I got, a, I got a long list I could use some help on. But great show this week, guys. I'm excited about. You know, I think so many of us, whether you see a talking head on TV or you read an article or, or something online, there's all these financial planning rules of thumb, you know, 4% rule. You only need 80% of your pre-retirement income. You know, the rule of thumb may work better for some folks than others, but you know, we really want to talk about a few of these common ones that we see in the marketplace and know if it holds merit, right? Does it apply to you? And the next one, Tom, we want to talk about a little bit is this concept that if you withdraw money from your portfolio using the 4% withdrawal rule, you're never going to run out of money. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Um, all right, so let's let's get down to the nuts and bolts here. The the rule is is probably one of the most popular rules, and one of the most widely used by by retirees for retirement income. 
So the rule says that if you need to take a regular or, or systematic withdrawal from a retirement portfolio, as long as you don't pull more than 4% of your assets out per year, you have a pretty good chance that your assets would last for at least 30 years, maybe even longer. So the, the rule also is in most instances for an annual inflation adjustment to the income, you know, as well. And, and you know, we follow a lot of economists. You know, there's one Nor Nobel Prize winning economist by the name of William Sharp. He came out in, in 2010 and, and warned that this rule of thumb is fundamentally flawed. And he's not the only person that has come out against it either. So here are some of the things to consider when when using this rule and how it can backfire on you. First of all, we assume that you have a 60 to 40, you know, mix of stocks and bonds in the portfolio, or in other words, you know, 100% of your assets need to be allocated into market-based investments. So are you willing to, to put all of your eggs into the market? Do you have the appropriate risk tolerance to handle this type of portfolio? Uh, also next, your sequence of, of risk-adjusted returns is a huge factor that could impact the success of using this 4% withdrawal. And without getting too technical, you know, it's about when your returns happen. That's what's important. And, and then during the years where return is better than expected, you may have a surplus if you continue to take 4% out of the portfolio. So again, I think it's important to, to sit down with a professional, you know, we encourage you to come in, speak with us so we can really put the numbers to paper and really show you the impact of, of you know, taking withdrawals, when that app actually happens and how that's going to affect your overall portfolio. Really important because it is so specific to each family and it, each situation. And we know based on these studies that some of these economists have done that some decades the 4% rule is a rock star and some, year, some decades it fails. Right. So it kind of depends on whether you have a crystal ball and know exactly what's going to happen in the market. I'm being a little silly. You guys didn't like my joke. I got I got to bring back the buttons where yeah. I can make the crowd laugh. Yeah. That's right. Let me try that there. The crickets. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So it's important to have a plan that's specifically set up for you. We call ours the Retirement Ready Roadmap. Also have a great guide this week, folks, that's uh, available to you, completely complimentary. It's called The Four Common Misconceptions About Retirement. You can find that by visiting retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. You can request that in electronic format. Or if you request it there, we'll send you a hard copy. Again, that's called The Four Common Misconceptions About Retirement. And you can find that complimentary guide and request it right at retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. Great opportunity in the lower left-hand corner. You can click on complimentary phone call. Whether you have a quick question, you can set up a 15-minute call. Or you'd like a more in-depth review or like to take a look at our Retirement Ready Roadmap. You can request a 60-minute in-person or virtual complimentary right at wealthwisconsin.com. Got the crew here. Well, most of the crew are missing a few, uh, few of the advisors, but got Brad Allen, Tom Newman. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing great. Doing great. You know, before, uh, before the snow came down, uh, my son was gifted a drone for Christmas, and we took it outside. 
He flew it for about three seconds, flew into a top of the tree, yeah. and then asked Daddy to go climb it. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Oh, I climbed it. Yeah. Nice. About 40 feet in the air. No breaks yeah. or bruises? No, no. That Little scratches. To, uh, that happened to us about five years ago, too. I, my son got a, a drone, and I immediately I opened it just to try to play around with it, figure out how I can show him how it works. Immediately went in a tree and broke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, Dad. Oh, that's come terrible. on, Dad. Yeah, Step up your game. <laughs> yeah. Great show this week, guys. We're kind of pounding through here. Some of the common misconceptions in retirement. Boy, I feel like you open up any financial kind of resource and it's just littered with these different topics. And, you know, some of these really work well and, and some of them don't. And, and I think kind of the underlying thread to this all is that you really do need a plan that's customized to you and your scenario. These kind of generic rules don't always work for everyone. And boy, Brad, if we've seen the next one, uh, you know, a million times, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's this concept that you have to have a million dollars saved to retire confidently. Yeah, it's the last rule. And and the one we probably see the most, you know, you need such and such dollars in order to ever retire. And in our experience, we see at least a million dollars most of the time. And the saying goes, don't even think you can successfully retire unless you have saved at least $1 million or $2 million or $1.5 million or whatever the number. You know, this is in almost every way you look at it simply does not apply to everybody. And in most cases should not be used as blanket uh, assessment of, of how you saved, you know, in fact, thinking about your pending retirement in this fashion is completely backwards in our opinion. So let's reverse the script a little bit and start instead with considering how much monthly income you need for your, your retirement lifestyle. You know, this will help you calculate maybe a better number to assess uh, what kind of shape you're in. So for example, maybe, I have Bob and Mary here. Bob and Mary need $4,000 a month to live comfortably in retirement. And that $4,000 a month is a budget that they created, which covers basic and enjoy expenses, right? Uh, they have $2,000 a month coming in from a pension and Social Security, so they still need $2,000 a month from their assets. Next, we know that it, that's about $24,000 a year or $24,000 a year exactly. And if they have uh, mostly IRA-based assets, it's probably more like $30,000 gross if we assume a 20% tax withholding on those withdrawals. So if we go with a 3% withdrawal rule as a base to determine where we stand, a number uh, maybe a bit more conservative in theory than that 4% withdrawal, we can determine what a proper amount of savings might be. 30,000 divided by 0.03 equals $1 million. So in theory, if your withdrawal need is not quite 30,000 a year, then you probably don't need a million dollars to retire. And furthermore, if, if you position more of your assets in fixed accounts or principal protected accounts that produce guaranteed income and guaranteed returns, you can decrease the risk that, that that sequencing of market returns plays in your portfolio. So everybody's a little bit different, right? Even going back to that 4% rule, you know, maybe more people take more money out earlier in retirement because they're trying to let Social Security grow. So they're going to draw more early and knowing that they're going to have a higher benefit later. So everybody's different. Every retirement plan looks a little bit different as well. They do all look different. And that, that should be, I, I think, the biggest takeaway from this week's topic is that these rules are, are better than nothing, right? If you're not working with an advisor, you don't have a comprehensive plan that's better than nothing. But at our classes, I often ask a question, guys, how many folks have a retirement and income plan that they understand? 
And very few hands usually go up. And and if you're listening and you feel that way, don't feel bad, right? You're not alone. Certainly, you're you're in the majority. So, but you should. And that's what we offer complimentary is that retirement and income plan that really is customized so we can get away from some of these generic rules. But for those of you that just want to educate yourself a little bit more, we have a great complimentary guide we're making available this week called The Four Common Misconceptions About Retirement. You can request that in electronic or printed form simply by visiting retirementreadyshow.com. That's retirementreadyshow.com. Again, that's the complimentary guide on the four common misconceptions about retirement, either electronic or in printed form. And you can request that right at retirementreadyshow.com. Any uh, predictions for the Packers this weekend? Or? No, <laughs> too safe for that. Hush. You know, last week um, I wanted to watch the game, but my wife had a date night planned months in advance before the playoff oh, schedule boy. came out. Um, so I didn't get to see the game. But did we, you record saw, it or no, just see some no. highlights? Saw highlights. And yeah, walking past uh, TVs, you know, and just yeah, you know, pretending like you're paying attention to her. No, always, always. That's right. I missed the second half of this uh, previous game because the wife took me out for dinner, and yeah, yeah, it was it was my birthday, well, so that's we right. had to we had to kind of celebrate that. But yeah. it was fun. Happy wife, happy life. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love to hear it, guys. Great to hear a little bit about your lives, and that's always fun stuff. Hopefully we do well tomorrow. Roger certainly is having a pretty incredible year. And, you know, I've been talking a little bit this year about this idea of having a near miss, right? And it's a good opportunity. We talked about risk a little bit earlier in the show, and I think it's a good opportunity to take a look at that, right? Imagine Aaron Rodgers gets us to the Super Bowl, right, whoever we're playing there, and we're in the fourth quarter, and there's only, you know, 10 seconds left to go, we're on the five-yard line, we're already winning by a touchdown, right? Can anybody imagine a scenario where Aaron Rodgers steps back and tries to get another touchdown to be up by 14 points instead of seven? Of course not, right? That, that little amount of time left already won the game is going to take the knee. The risk is just too high. And, and I think so many folks we meet are taking risk in their portfolios that is really unnecessary in retirement, right? They've already won the game. They've already won that Super Bowl, and and they have enough money to confidently answer that question, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? Yet they're taking that risk, right? So I think we need to be smart about risk, and now could be a great time to, to kind of take a look at that and analyze that for us. And Tom, this week we're talking a little bit about some of the common misconceptions and maybe the rules of thumb that we hear. Some work, some don't. And the next one is, should I avoid looking at past performance when picking investments? It's a great question. Uh, you know, I know. I asked it. <laughs> past performance is important, okay? Past performance allows you to get an indication of, you know, what this particular investment that you're looking at has performed under different market scenarios. You know, when the market has been performing exceptionally well, how has this fund or investment, you know, performed in that type of environment? Uh, you know, conversely, when the market is is falling in that particular asset category, you know, is that investment correlated and dropping as fast as the market is? So past performance, it is important. But as the three of us and, and our colleague Wendy would, would say as well, you know, we work in retirement 
And when it comes to solid retirement planning, it comes down to managing your income versus expenses. Performance is always a key, and it is always something that you need to account for and consider. But, you know, there was a, a client that I was just working with this past week who had, had seen the run-up in, in the market and, and really sat down and said, hey, I feel like I should be taking more, more risk in, in the portfolio because the market's doing well and I want to capture that. And at the end of the day, when we went through the plan, you know, we're certainly able to do that. But again, going back to your analogy, why risk it? There was just no need to take that additional risk. So it is important to sit down and analyze where you are and whether that is long term the best for you. Great points, Tom. And probably a fair argument to say you know, some tax planning might impact the portfolio, maybe even more than the investments, right? And that's one of the reasons we're going to focus on that in the upcoming months in our classes. We're going to talk a lot about tax strategies, whether you're excited about the new administration and the new kind of look of DC, or whether you're not happy with the outcome, probably safe to say we're, we're facing a rising tax environment. So it's important to plan for that. But for folks that are ready to retire, and you want help to determine where you stand, please feel free to pick up the phone. You can reach us at 414-409-7226. We're offering you a complimentary portfolio stress test, and you can take us up on that retirement and income plan, the Retirement Ready Roadmap. And again, you can schedule that appointment by calling us at 414-409-7226. Or if you'd simply like some more information to educate yourself, we have a complimentary guide this week, The Four Common Misconceptions About Retirement. You can find that and download it at retirementreadyshow.com. That's the four common misconceptions about retirement at the retirementreadyshow.com. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during Retirement Ready are solely that of the hosts or guests of Drake & Associates and not WTMJ, Good Karma Brands, and GKB Milwaukee.